Lights, camera, action. And nothing unites people like someone dying. Yeah. Honestly, it's sad and it's true though. The candy corn industry is a money laundering front. What's the worst like acid trip you've ever had? Well, this is Red Band Podcast, baby. Movies, music, conspiracies, deep existential crises. It's all inside and it's all unfiltered. So let's get started. I love family. You got to love family. Yeah. That's heartwarming to see. You, I come in and it's like, this is my cousin sleeping on my couch. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. And they yeah. went to go party on Halloween. Mm-hmm. and Give them a safe space to retreat to. It it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. There was like last night, like my girlfriend's sister texted her and was like, I'm sleeping at mom's. Like after the Halloween party. And, yeah. and she was like, whew. That's good. It's a relief. It's a relief. Yeah. Because you don't need family skirting around Albuquerque at 3 a.m. on Halloween. Oh. On Halloween, 3 a.m.? Mm-hmm. That's the witching hour, man. That's the witching hour in Albuquerque yeah. on Halloween. Cars just start spinning out of control without anything happening. It's like instantly. It's instant. The second the clock strikes three. Yeah. Cinderella's dress doesn't turn back to ratty clothes cinderella turns into a fucking wildebeest (laughs) and starts wreaking havoc on the town that's what it's like cinderella starts harassing you at a gas pump yeah for a dollar cinderella comes up to you and says excuse me i'm so sorry but my car won't start do you have any meth I wish you know what I, that's so great because I wish like panhandlers I were honest yeah I'd yeah, be yeah. like I well there's always the guy money for beer mm-hmm. money for weed and that's cute yeah. you're kind of like that's cute you're like here's a here's a dollar for weed for beer no I want to see a panhandler who's like I need needles and dope like yeah. stat and i'm like you know what yeah you do bud here you go <laughs> i got that sperry on me here you yeah. go <laughs> I, the most creative sign i saw was bet you can't hit me with a quarter oh that's super good yeah it involves homeless abuse which it, people like it people promotes like. us just <laughs> instead of throwing your trash at them try and hit them with a quarter hit them with the quarter yeah people like to do that they're like what and a game yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> a little yeah, side of the road game you're gonna go to the casino and dump those quarters down the drain anyway yeah Throw that homeless guy why not if you can hit him goes to a better cause why would i want we give your money to a casino yeah they have everything you can make someone's day just by hitting him with a fucking roll of quarters absolutely he might <laughs> i mean you might hurt him but he'll wake up with some money that's what's even funnier would be like not just a quarter, but a roll of quarters. Yeah, oh yeah. Like you're like, oh, I got this roll of quarter, and you just fling it, <laughs> give the dude a black eye. Like, I love fuck. that. But he would be happy. He'd be like, that's ten dollars. Yeah, for real. <laughs> He's like, hey, shit, that hurt, but fucking, I can he, eat. This is a huge come up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then you should post it on Instagram and say, I gave a homeless person ten dollars. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I love the image of your arm around the homeless guy. He has a black eye coming in. And he's holding the roll of quarters, thumbs up. And you can put hashtag charity, hashtag doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Those are funny. I've seen some good ones. There's the one guy. Have you ever come across the guy on TikTok who like gets people on their feet? He like goes to them 
And he's like, there's multiple TikToks of him going to the same person from like the moment he meets him on the street to the moment he helps him get an apartment. No, I've not seen. I'm that. like, that's good. And it shows other people that you can do that and should do that. Yeah. And then it, there's the same, the other part of me that's just like, you know, do it behind closed doors. You know, I dare you. Yeah. I dare you to not post it online. That's a moral question, don't you think? Yeah. Is it better to just do good and shush about it? Shut it up? Right. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the clear the clear answer is to just do good and not promote it everywhere because do you in your opinion, do you think it undoes the good deed? Like do you think it taints it just a little bit? Mm, maybe it taints the person doing it more than it take, taints the person receiving it. Yeah, the know? good deed is still a good deed. I think it what it does is it taints the intention yeah, more than anything. Exactly. Your intent is to help someone out, help them out. Help them out. I think there is a huge difference between I'm sure there are some people who post it maybe who aren't like mentally ill. And then there's like the people who post it, who do the long like thing. Mm -hmm. And then like, they don't get any likes on it. So then they delete it and then they (laughs) post it again to try and get more likes. And they're like, I know more people are on Instagram at this time. That's when I'm going to post my sob story about helping a homeless woman. Yeah. And it's like, you need to be institutionalized. (laughs) You're, you're five bad choices away from being that homeless person on the street, Mm -hmm. just walking around talking about the day you got 500 likes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, I mean, it, uh, at the same time, though, with posts like that, it's it's like, okay, there's sometimes stories that can motivate someone else. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen those where it's a, it's a long post and it's a little bit braggy, like I helped him do this. But then there is some kind of moral behind the story and the moral behind the story is bigger than the fact that you help someone. Right. I think in those situations it's okay because the moral behind it is bigger than what the act was Mm -hmm. so it can encourage someone like the pay it forward thing. I know a lot of people make those posts. They're like, Oh, I bought someone's coffee. I paid for someone's coffee today. Right. Line at Starbucks, pay it forward. Right. Okay. I like the, the, the whole, I like when someone's like, I was the 10th person on a pay it forward and I stopped it there. (laughs) (laughs) I put an end to that. I put an end to that shit. They're like, yeah, we're not doing like, who's the one. And there's so many, like, I love that. That that could be a good social experiment mm-hmm. is the pay it forward. And like you afterward, I'd want to ask each person why they paid it forward. Yeah. And I'm 90% sure that 80% of the answers would be like, I felt pressured into doing it. I actually only had $10 left in my account and <laughs> yeah. I wanted to get a $5 Starbucks, but I had to just like pray to God. The one person behind me was just getting a, a iced coffee, you mm-hmm. know, and not a cold brew frappuccino. Yeah. And like now I'm broke, but I just felt socially pressured into doing it. Right. <laughs> that, that that would probably be my luck is I'd be like, you know what? I am going to pay it forward today. Right. And it's the one day when a set PA is behind me getting <laughs> coffee for the whole fucking crew. For Alec Baldwin and all them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right before. With a Uh-oh. shot of whiskey in it. <laughs> With a shot of whiskey. And it's like, ooh, Alec Baldwin. And you're like, ooh, my pay it forward d- directly resulted in an onset tragedy. Yeah, yeah. That's a... Okay, I had, you know what's crazy? Like the whole time leading up to the, and we never do prep. No. And we're never like, okay, what should we talk about today? Yeah. But it never dawned on me that it might be good to touch on the recent Alec Baldwin tragedy. Yeah, real recent. 
Yeah. Shit just happened. New Mexico. Like our film industry is, is it's been here, right? Mm-hmm. But right now it's exponentially booming. So, I mean, shit is growing here rapidly. And it's like, finally, 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 finally. It's it's coming here. It's happening. This right. is where real, real entertainment stuff is going to start happening. And what's unfortunate now for our industry, not unfortunate about the whole situation, because obviously a woman fucking dying. All right. Because it is the most that, that shouldn't happen. There's so much we can talk about here. But yeah. Now our, our industry here, we're going to be associated with that. Absolutely. Which fucking sucks because people are like, oh, New Mexico. You know, of course that would happen in New Mexico. Or, oh, the New Mexico, they're so unprofessional there. And that's that fucking sucks. Because more than likely everyone that they brought is from California. Yeah. So what the fuck are you talking about? You know? No, that's bullshit. I'm, I'm pretty sure from what I heard, like our local union – workers were the ones who were trying to be like, Hey, this isn't cool. What you guys are doing. And a lot of people walked out before that happened. Right. Yep. There were people who walked out there. There were people who complained that this has happened before with this crew. I think the AD. Yeah. The assistant director might've been on a set where something like this happened. And I, I'm still totally blown away that we live in a day and age where, Somebody will CGI in a fucking bush in front of somebody's house. Yeah. But we're still using ammunition. There should never be live ammunition on a set. Never. In the first place, ever. Why are we doing that when you can easily do a muzzle flash? Right. Everything can be done in post as far as even the the slide on a gun going backwards could be done in post mm-hmm. if you wanted to. But, I mean, there's – for us as students, we've used guns. In a lot of our shorts. Yeah. Almost all. Probably too much. We've used (laughs) guns and stuff in our shorts. But even we have had better protocols than that. Like we use airsoft guns that have blowback capabilities. Right. And and when we were doing our short grief, we had real World War II guns on the set. And we had the World War II guy there, physically there. And we were checking – we had someone in charge of checking rounds. We had them on a table where someone was monitoring and in charge of that. Nobody could take the guns away from the set or anything like that. Nobody yeah. was allowed to touch them unless you were like the director, <clears throat> the actor, or the person in charge of the guns. Yep. There was no live ammunition at any point ever, mm-hmm. not not even on the set, anywhere near the vicinity. I just – I don't understand the thought process of in 2021 why there's blanks because the, the other thing too is that they have blanks in these guns, right? And it's – it's gives pop. So yeah. you have a little bit of a, a flash and then sometimes you have the gun smoke afterwards, mm-hmm. but then they go in and enhance it anyway in right. post. So why do we have anything in the guns to begin with? It's, it's an outdated way of doing things when we can do a lot of that in post. And there has to be like, how is there not any upgrades in like blank technology, like mm-hmm. technology for blanks? Like, how is there not something that is like, how has that not been a part of someone needs to go in there and shark tank this shit? Like, seriously, what the fuck? like just make something that gives you the effect that you want from a blank that has like a 0% fatality possibility. Like there's yeah. no way that this should be happening. Like, I mean, I don't know when the last one happened, but the last notable one is Brandon Lee probably. Right. 
Yeah. I yeah. mean, that, that was the other thing that I was so surprised by that at this day and age, that was something that is a headline. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's something you hear about. Oh, in the olden days, this person was accidentally trampled to death in this Coliseum scene that they were shooting or yep. someone actually got shot by this thing. You don't expect to hear that in this day and age because it, you shouldn't. No. There's so many safety protocols on film sets now that should be in place that this shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. I just like with that recent semester I did with the film school stuff, like they stressed safety meetings so oh, much. Yeah. They were like, that was like part of our grade. Like I was the AD in our film shoot. And like, if I didn't do a safety meeting, I would have been docked. Like it was such a big thing. It was like, safety meeting Mm -hmm. prop gun job armor whatever like they were like all about it and um it's just it's laziness right like it has to be just laziness is what happened the really unfortunate thing too is i'm sure it was a money thing yep It, it there's a and i mean if we really want to we could break down potential conspiracies here oh yeah uh, i mean where this is where we're at baby we're at red band we this talk is this. red band new mexico motherfucking hollywood mm-hmm. there's so much spooky weird shit hey i'm i'm tempted to say that that wasn't even alec baldwin but a skinwalker oh shit i'm just kidding but who knows <laughs> you know whatever <laughs> yeah i mean there's a lot more here to talk about than i thought initially mm-hmm. but i uh, i found out recently that alec baldwin was is a was or is a producer on yeah. that movie now as a producer you're the one in charge of bringing everyone together to make the thing happen you're in charge of finding the funding or funding it yourself yeah so This is where the conspiracy kind of comes in. The industry was and is still on the cusp of a strike. Right. Trying to, for anyone who's not aware of what's going on, basically they're striking because um, people just get shit on when it comes to making movies. They work them to the bone. I've PA'd a few times and those PAs work their asses off. Absolutely shitty hours long hours you're the first one there the last to leave you get the least amount of pay you're working the hardest you're getting yelled at the most they don't nobody treats you i don't want to say nobody but most people don't treat you very well at all uh i could talk about a recent set experience i had i was a set dresser and then it's funny because i actually had a really good experience um set dressing because it was just me and maybe five other people yeah and we're just dressing the sets and whatever. It was still hard work, but it was more chill than what I'm used to. And then so my friend Matt, I got him a job too because they, they needed help. So I recommended him and they yeah. hired him and he got absolutely worked over. Really? Worked over. He was the only PA for most of the day. So they had him in charge of radios. Mm-hmm. He told me that he has never been more drenched in sweat. Right. Like he, there was not a point where he was dry and he was running around and people were asking him to get him stuff. I should have him come on and talk about it because it, it was really good. But there there was, you know, just typical Hollywood stuff that you expect to hear. Like yeah. one of the main actors asked him for a coffee. Mm-hmm. And I guess the catering or crafty, that's the industry the term. The good old crafty. crafty. Didn't have coffee or didn't have the coffee that he wanted. So in his head, he's like, well, from what I understand, if someone wants something, you get it for them, mm-hmm. no matter what you have to do. 
So he went to his car and he drove to the closest Starbucks, got the coffee, came back. And then I think the AD or the producer was like, where have you been? He was like, well, somebody got asked him for a coffee. And he was like, well, why didn't you get it over here? And he's like, well, it wasn't the one that he wanted or something like that. And then the guy was like, you never leave. You mm-hmm. never leave this set. And it was just like, there's no reason to talk to people that way. Right. On a set ever. I've always I've always been under the impression, like, if I ever make it and I go and I, I do movies and I'm in charge of stuff, that's going to be one thing that I preach is mm-hmm. that you don't fucking treat people like dog shit. I don't care who they are. Right. If I ever saw an actor or an actress shitting on a PA, I'd fucking shit on that actor or that actress. I don't give a fuck who they are. Yep. If my assistant director is blowing up at a PA for not getting him the wrong coffee or not some gluten-free bullshit, <laughs> I'm going to fucking gouge your eyes out. Like, ooh, don't – I mean, that's a – I'm sorry. No, that's what you're going to do. But yeah, like, that's fuck That's what you. you're going to do. You know what I mean? I don't care how long you've been in this industry. Yeah. What gives you the right to treat people like shit, especially when they're doing something for you? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So anyway, long story, long rant short, the, the industry they're trying to strike because better hours so they're not fucking collapsing on set like Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Um, and I think probably better pay for sure for a yep. lot of these people. So with that, being on the cusp of a strike, the industry might be like, oh, we'll teach you guys to strike against us. Right. We'll show you guys what happens when you – oh, you want – you want something from us? Oh. Oh, really? Interesting. They're like, do you know who the fuck we are? Right. Yeah. Like, this is Hollywood, motherfucker. Like, we will kill you mm-hmm. and sweep it under the rug. Alec Baldwin? Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. That man is like a old school Hollywood motherfucker. I He doesn't play. No. He was a producer, and that's part of the issue is like that falls on him. How can you be a producer and the lead and still find yourself in that kind of a situation? Well, I guess probably trying to do too many things at once is also part of the problem. It could be, but the the main the other thing that I was getting at is that as the producer, right, the funding, you gotta look to him and be like, okay, you're the one who cut corners here. Because yep. I think the other thing with this story, and because it's so new, new details are coming out all the time. So by the time you guys are hearing this, there's probably gonna be something. New. By the time you guys about. are hearing this, we're going to find out that like it was actually Jeffrey Epstein in a mask <laughs> pretending to be Alec Baldwin. You know, not the craziest thing we've predicted. <laughs> not <laughs> the craziest thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, one of the details was that, uh, like we said, those people walked out. Yeah. And so they had to hire non-union people. Right. So to cut those corners and go, well, this person's cheap. We don't have to pay them that much. And we can do whatever we want to them because yeah. they're not protected they're not by the union. Exactly. So we can, not only are they cheap, but we can treat them like even worse dog shit. Like yep. for sure. Oh yeah. That kind of seems like that's on him a little bit. Like yeah. if you're cutting those corners, this is something that is a risk mm-hmm. by cutting corners. That is not a place to cut corners. No. At all. The safety of a set, like, come on. Come on. Yeah, it's a it's such a culture issue. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure your experience was the same where like being in film school um it was kind of like yeah, like you better be prepared to be overworked. It mm-hmm. it was never like they were never like you should like self-care because it might get rough. They were just like, yeah, 
your life's probably going to be miserable yeah. and you're going to be under the thumb of some very powerful people. And like hierarchy was like drilled into us, which is like, you listen to the people above you. You don't ever question shit. Yeah. You fucking take it. Cause you're fucking at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then I actually like, I'm glad they kind of do teach it the way it is where it's like, they are preparing you to be kind of the bottom feeder and to take yeah. shit from everyone. But, um, you know, it, it, the hierarchy is such a big thing. Like, it's so weird to be sitting in a class and have a teacher be like, oh, and by the way, don't look Johnny Depp in the eyes if it ever comes across to it. And like, that's right. weird. Like, it, why like does it need to be that way? Exactly. If I, if I was big time and I heard someone going around being like, you don't talk to him. You don't even look at him. You don't breathe his air. Right. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Are you kidding me? Right. I understand the hierarchy um, for sure is important in terms of, um, you know, when people are focused and they're trying to work on something. Yes. If you're a director and you're trying to figure out a a scene adjustment or something, you do not need to be having art department in one ear, a PA in another ear, assistant director in this ear, producer. And you know what I mean? You don't have that many ears. Right. Right. I just realized I just kept saying in this ear, in that ear, like if it just <laughs> in this ear, in this hole, in this hole, right? So the hierarchy very important in that situation. Yes, but if you're an actor and you're just walking down the hall in between takes, and a a, a PA or somebody looks at you and they get blown up for it because of that, it's bullshit, bullshit. Who the fuck? Yeah, and the Baldwins have a history of being very difficult people to work with. Oh, actually. I could imagine Brian. Mm-hmm. Van, the director of Jing All the Way and stuff, he was telling me because he directed the Flintstones movie as well with John Goodman. What? Yeah. And so I'd rather talk to him about that. Oh, than yeah. Dude. All the way. Hell yeah. And I want to ask, I got some questions. Oh, I, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to grill him on why they made the Flintstones all of a sudden like some Viva Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. I know. It but probably wasn't his fault. He probably had a gun to his head and they were like, yeah, <laughs> you're going to, yeah, you're going to, this is what you're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But Stephen Baldwin is in that movie. The oh. Flintstones. And yeah, Brian will tell you it was a pain in the ass. Uh, a professor that I had classes with, he was telling me he was on set for something with one of the Baldwins. Same thing. I mean. Yeah. With the Baldwins, you got. They're all dicks because only one of them is worth a fuck. Yeah, right. And so that's why he sucks. He sucks because he is big and famous and mm-hmm. popular. And then the other ones suck because they're just jealous of him. Yeah. So they're all just upset and angry all the time because only one of them's worth a fuck. Yep. With talent wise, at least. And then the other ones are just riding on his coattails. And oh, they're all 100%. alcoholics too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. 100%. How long do you think it is before he goes on SNL and delivers this apology monologue that's super touchy, sentimental, dark, and then the SNL lights fade to black and then it shows a picture and it says in memory of? Yeah. How long do you think before that happens? I'm going to say it's going to be before the end of this season because it would be kind of weird if they waited that long. Like they – I'm going to give it like two to three weeks. That's good, it's going to be – what they want is for us to forget it happened. Right. So they're not going to prolong that. They're not going to wait a while and then bring it back. Remember when I did this? Yeah. Like, yeah. It has to be. If it's going to happen, it's going to be in like two or three weeks. But 
And then after that, they want it gone. Like yeah. that's going to be the goal, but it's not going to go. It's so, it's not perfect in a good way, but it's perfect. It's like, it's cinematic. Mm-hmm. How it happened is cinematic. You got this IATSE strike, the union fucking strikes there. It's like on the cusp of like, they're shutting down productions. Yeah. They come up with a, the whatever, who, whoever handles that business comes up with some proposal, which is, which was a totally half-ass proposal from what I heard. Okay. It was like, it was like they asked for all these things and they were like, okay, like we'll give you like half of that and we'll barely give it to you. And then, you know, because like we're a bunch of fucking like film crackheads, we're like, okay, we'll take it. Cause we're so used to fucking taking it from these fucking dickheads. Mm-hmm. And then like a week after that, like the prime example of why they were going on strike gets shown. It's almost like God wanted to right. reveal to us, like, this is what it is. And it's true. It's like the long hours, the being treated like shit, the culture uh-huh. issues, and then blatant safety, like cutting corners where you did also hear that people were trying to say stuff. Yeah. People were trying to raise concerns. I also heard the gun went off a time or two before that. Yeah, like two times. Like two times. So it, it was just like, this is why they're going on strike. This is why there needs to be a culture change in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Because this shit is like not okay. And it shouldn't be that way. Like, why does yeah. it have to be that way, you know? I've, and. I don't know if it's always been actually. Yeah, it probably has. It's always it's been probably been worse. The, the industry, yeah, I mean, <laughs> way worse. I mean, you look at something like Marilyn Monroe. Oh yeah, they just drugged her up all the time to keep her a certain weight. Uh, you look at Lucille Ball, who was constantly abused by her own fucking husband. Yes, they're coming out with that movie now too. Oh great! Um, it's called being the Arnezes or something. I wonder like how many women got beat to make the movie about the woman who got beat all the time. Yeah, right. I'm just yeah. <laughs> Uh, too many, too many. Sure. What's the one, uh, Judy Garland. Uh-huh. That's we, another one. I was just talking about her the other day with someone, with my girl and like, I yeah. was too. I you was were too. also doing a Judy Garland talk. Yeah. RIP. Yeah. Again, just someone that they just pumped with drugs. Yeah. For what? For what dude? Like, yeah, I guess they're not forcing like young actresses to get abortions anymore. But yeah. I'm like, they are still <laughs> shooting uh, DPs. That was the other thing that was weird is like, I, when I first saw the story, I just thought they were using Alec Baldwin's name mm-hmm. to like gain traction in the story. Yeah. And I thought it was maybe like, an like, <laughs> like the, the fifth build actor shot an extra or something. Yeah. Like yeah that. Right. <laughs> Which for the extra would have been great. Cause the extra probably would have already been like, take me away from this hellhole. Right. Yeah. I can't believe I'm standing in the background of movies. Yeah. yeah. It's the epitome of a, of a bottom. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I had no clue that it was going to be like the lead actor, Alec Baldwin shot the director of photography, like big name shit. You know what I mean? Big, big deal. Big, big deal. Would people have cared? If it was the other scenario, if it was That's the scenario where some actor who you might recognize from like Naked Gun mm-hmm. or something who was like, he was like, uh, 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 he had one line in Naked Gun and now he's just like, he he's retired in Santa Fe yeah. and like they asked him to come be like the sixth <laughs> actor on the movie and deliver like 10 lines and he shot some extra 
who was some dickhead that we know from film school or something. Yeah. Would anyone have cared? Not to this extent. Not to this extent. My whole entire life, this has been the thing that I've wanted. Exactly. Ever. I've never thought about every anything else. Mm-hmm. Every single day that goes by, this is all I think about wanting to do. Yes. Um, going to Universal Studios as a kid and just being flooded with like a, a burning passion, mm-hmm. you know, ignited in me and just dreaming and being like, I can't wait to be here and do this. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because then you grow up and you realize it's fucked up in way more ways than it should be. Yeah. And do I still want to make movies? Yeah. hundred percent. It's all I want to do. Yeah. Tell stories and create content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, in that industry, it's like, I want to pave a new way. Yeah. I want to create something where making movies with people is fun. Cause that's honestly, that's how I've experienced it. I get together with friends or family and we make a video and it's fun and we're laughing the whole time and we're enjoying ourselves and it, and it's great. And making movies definitely can be stressful. Yeah. Um, but it really, it shouldn't be like that. It doesn't have to be right. Um, people just yelling at each other all day in and out. Like it's who, who wants to work like that? No, you know, or just be treated like garbage and it's a whole, status contest dick measuring contest and hierarchy thing political um so it's like i I would like to find a way to create something new where it's still movies but if you come make movies with us it's actually fun yeah it's hard work but you're you're not going to be hating your life like Mm -hmm. no no person should be um treated like absolute worthless garbage right drenched in sweat for below minimum wage mm-hmm. um so i don't know i feel like maybe it's our generation's responsibility all the creators now who are coming up or just getting started or already in it maybe it's more our responsibility now to change that to shift yeah. that what would hollywood do you know if everyone suddenly shifted they, i mean i mean Yeah. I mean, they'd have to like, they need to live with it. It, It's something that has to happen. It's not like, there's so many examples of this. Like you've got football and concussions Mm -hmm. and it's like the old school versus the new school. It's like, if you want to survive NFL, you got to stop letting 300 pound dudes smack (laughs) each other in the fucking head with their helmets, like (laughs) running at full speed. Like if you're going to keep doing that, you're going to keep getting retired NFL players committing murder suicides mm-hmm. on their fucking families cuz they lost their mind cuz their brains are mush like we have to like adapt the more we learn and so this is hollywood's time like hollywood does need to do this it moves so fast they never t- can take a moment to like check their own inventories you know yeah. what i mean they're just like go 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 create create money 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 they're never taking a step back and going like, how can we do better? You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. is kind of what happens. I mean, just like you said, like they never even take a step back to go like, how can we make guns do guns without fucking the possibility of someone dying? Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, the system of checks and balances, because if I'm going to play devil's advocate, right. You have these people who, I mean, it's just a chain basically of pressure. Mm -hmm. So here's a director who's putting pressure on someone because there's a producer putting pressure and breathing down their neck. That producer is breathing down their neck because the, you know, 
the money's coming from here and they they want us to do this bigger for less money. Right. So now there's that pressure. Or it's a time pressure. We need to hurry up and get out of here because they need this set for something else or yeah. this location. We only have it till this time or, you know, whatever. And then you have like the people in corporate who are like, no, that's a cool idea, but we need to find a way to fit this kind of thing in there too. Or we need to show this. Now there's that pressure. Yeah. So it just go, it chases all the way up the pipeline and it's like, how can we stop it at the top? Yeah. So that way it trickles down in a good way to where, I don't know, like I said, I don't even know if it's possible. I dream of the day where we live in a world where making movies is, well, I, I, would, I would imagine that's like Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like I bet it's fun with him and all his friends. Has to be. And Sandler's the kind of guy he would intervene, right? I would think so. He'd yeah. be like, Kevin James, don't talk to the PA like that. Yeah, well, you I've, bastard. I've heard stories about him playing basketball with the security guards mm. on off time. I love that. You know, good guy. And I mean, he's always dressed for it anyway. With yeah, the big baggy basketball. <laughs> no matter what, he's ready to go. Yeah, I love that hierarchy pressure. That that pressure downward thing. It, it's funny. It's like you can have all that, and then all of a sudden, China. They're like, yeah, we we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And then Disney's like, okay, we got to change everything. And yeah. then it's like it goes down. The thing is, it reminds me of like parenting where you might have like the owner of the company. It's the same thing, but it goes down to the parent. But then the parent goes home and treats their kid like shit. Oh, yeah. Because that pressure has been going downward, the pressure of life coming from every single direction. And then your mom gets home and smacks you across the face because <laughs> you didn't defrost the meat. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, shit. And then that trickles down to your kids. Exactly. Exactly. It's an awful cycle. And then there's also the pressure of hurry up and make more. Right. Make more. Do more. Make it bigger. We need it flashier. Yes. Um, I mean, I can only imagine like Marvel, for example. Oh, my God. Like they're just churning out. Marvel and Disney, they're just pumping out content. They're just insane at a sane, insane rate. And it's. I'm at fault for it because I am a fan of these things. Of and course. So I'm always like, oh, hold two years. I got to wait two years. <laughs> I don't want to wait two years <laughs> now. It's that's so great. It really is that way. Huh? Yeah. You're like, you're, you mean to tell me you have to still make the movie? Like, can yeah. you just <laughs> come on, make it now. Yeah. Like why you're not making it. <laughs> so I'm simultaneously part of the problem yeah. and want to be part of the solution. Yeah. I mean, you see that all over the place though, right? Any sort of artist feels that pressure. Yes. Um, you look at like Logan Paul, mm-hmm. for example. It's like you're doing all these vlogs and you're big and then, but then people want to see more. Yeah. How can you get crazier and crazier and crazier? So pretty soon you're filming someone hanging from a tree in a suicide forest and your fucking career tanks for a second because you have to go bigger. Yes. And it's so unfortunate. (laughs) I'm not defending, but I'm just saying like, you know, that's what happens. It's a slippery slope. It is. No, it really becomes that. It really does become like, how can I take it to that? How would the risk, right? The risk factor. Mm -hmm. And then you got to go, what has no one else done? And you know what no one else has (laughs) done? No one's walked through a forest in Japan that's known for suicides to deliberately find one and record it. That yeah. was unique. It was. was you got to give them that. Got to say it was different. It, <laughs> it, it was, was a new, it was a first for the industry. <laughs> it was, it was a YouTube first. <laughs> and then what do you got to do if you're Logan Paul? 
you fucking revent, you bring back boxing. Yeah. You make boxing interesting again. Best movie ever made in his life. Guy's mm-hmm. a kind of a genius. Hate on him all you want. Yeah. If you can bring back boxing, that's like someone bringing, that's like someone making like tennis cool. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, That'd be yeah. like if Ariana Grande was like, I'm going to make tennis fucking awesome. And you know what's annoying about that? About any influencer is that anything they pick up, people are just squirting over it. Totally. If Ariana Grande decided one day to pick up tennis. Yes. The fucking world would explode with tennis enthusiasts. Absolutely. And it's like, come on. Come on. People, get off the bandwagon. Get off the bandy. Be be your own thing. So what? She plays tennis. You don't have to start buying tennis outfits and taking lessons. And People want want to follow. Mm -hmm. People want to be told who they are. People want to be like, oh, that must be me. That's how that's how I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I've been liking the conversation about the rebranding of the Kardashians where it's like what there's a rebranding. Yeah, there's kind of like a rebranding happening where you have like like Courtney. It was kind of like rich, like California chic, Mm -hmm. like Scott Disick was like this, like Lord Disick, Lord Disick, excuse me. (laughs) I must, must repent. Um, (laughs) You know, it's like, it's like they were either fucking around with like fucking pill addicts, like California rich boys or like big ass black dudes. Yeah. And like now you kind of got the rebranding. You got Courtney with Travis Barker mm. walking around with him, you know, wearing all black, like goth clothing, like yeah. leather jacket, black jeans, black boots. And they're like walking around New York City and like they're going to go to like the same place that like Blade went and killed all those <laughs> vampires, like underground, like club and shit. And like, she's not a Kardashian, but the Megan Fox thing. And now, I don't know if you saw this yet, Kim Kardashian was kicking it with Pete Davidson. Really? Yeah. Man, that dude is slinging that thing around, isn't he? He must have a great dick. Oh, Ariana said he does. She confirmed. However, in his comedy special on Netflix, I don't know if you saw it. I might have seen the joke. Yeah. He basically says that that was a genius move by her because- what she did was basically made his dick a disappointment to anyone else who comes across it because yep. she praised it in the tabloids. And now anyone who's with it is like, well, yeah. and he's like, yeah, she's tiny. Right. It's going to be huge <laughs> to her. So now everyone's going to have this expectation. And so, you know, but I mean, yeah, well, it's like the, there's these people, they set the tone like culturally, they're like, yeah. this is what we're doing now. And like all the girls are going to be like, okay, I need to find a skinny drug addict, white boyfriend like, <laughs> right? with stack, tattoos, like with tattoos, like right away. Like I need him to be emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. and addicted to Percocets yeah. and like fucking high all the time, high all the time. And if he was, if he used to be a drummer, that's perfect. Yeah. And if he was a rapper, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you're exactly right. Except she started that. She's always been on it, right? She's been on she's it. She's the only one who was like giving other people a chance like Scott Disick. Yeah. She was the alternative. Yeah. Like he's not an athlete. Yeah. He's not black. No. He's not some kind of a rapper. Now he's not black, but he's a real one. We, yeah. we, we, we accept him at the cookout. We do. And <laughs> to this day, now I used to K-U-W-T-K. Excuse me? I used to, <laughs> I used to K-U-W-T-K. I used to keep up with the Kardashians. Oh, as you should have. As you should. 
And uh, I still to this day have no fucking clue what his job is. Mm-mm. I don't know what he does, why he has so much money. He just shows up to clubs, gets right. shit-faced, and sees a check in the mail. Right. I guess right. a promoter. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, probably like he's probably doing crypto now. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, sure. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> you he's know? huge in crypto. He was with uh, Bella Thorne for a little bit too, wasn't he? Ah, I think so. Man. You got to love it. It's um, but it's also it's that thing where like it's not cool to follow their trend. It's also not cool to just like hate them like yeah. so much to just sit around and seethe over them and just mm-hmm. be like, oh, I hate Megan Fox, that freaking <laughs> beezy Megan Fox. Look at her again. Look at her out and about with machine gun kill. It's like okay, like it's not you know mm-hmm. who cares? Like keep yeah. up with the Kardashians. Yeah, like, yeah. don't buy their brand. No. But like, keep up with them, you know. Check in every once check in a while. Check in right now, then. And it's not even a an act that you have to intentionally go out of your way to do because they're shoved down our throats oh, everywhere yeah. we turn. You don't need. You don't even have to try to keep up with them. They're gonna fucking show you what's up with them. I forgot about the gender. Jenner. Oh, oh. I was thinking about their mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about their mom only because I remembered that I saw something that she like, she's like saying, I a hundred percent agree with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like, I'm kind of like loving it a little where yeah, I'm just yeah. like, yeah, just stir it up. Caitlin, like, mm-hmm. please do like, that's, that's great. That's funny. Well, you want to talk about things being swept under the rug. Remember when she literally fucking killed someone? She killed a guy. With her car? She killed a guy. Nobody talks about that. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. It's very swept under the rug. So much so. Very, you know, and that's good. You know, that's real power. Like Alec Mm -hmm. Baldwin never could sweep this under the rug. Because you think of like hierarchy. You know, we're talking about an old school Olympian. Yeah. That holds some weight. Mm-hmm. Who also was the stepfather of the most powerful demons alive. You know, <laughs> and it's like yeah. that's that's power. Like sorry, the Baldwin family, like no. Like th- at least in the Kardashians, like they've got like multiple heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. They can always do something. The Baldwin family, like no. They're, they're Alex, they they could never touch them. Alex Back pain stems directly from carrying that entire family. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's why he's hunching a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back on that, I guess we really. Yeah, we went. Kind of lost it for a second. Yeah, yeah, we do that. Whatever. It's what you come here for. It's what you want. Yeah. It's what you need from us. You need a break. It was like a serious conversation. We yeah. needed to kind of taper off. We need have taper. some light, fluffy. Get into some culture. Get into some Kardashians. Yeah, you, you need know. some good old. Kardashian Jenner action. Logan Paul. Mm. That is something I was going to say. I'm calling it since now. Okay. And actually I called it a while back. This is a genius marketing scheme for the Pauls because Mm. I already know what the plan is. The plan is Logan gets into boxing. Yeah. Jake follows suit. Yeah. Jake does a little bit more boxing than Logan. Right. All of this is leading up. They're creating a storyline and all of this is leading up to a point where it's going to be brother versus brother. And it doesn't matter who wins. No. Because they're going to cash out with so much fucking money. Oh and that was God. the plan from the beginning. They're like, hey, if we get into boxing, yep. make it blow up. Make everyone start to fight while these little fucking douche TikTokers now are boxing each other and shit. It's Absolutely. Ri- it's ridiculous. We can 
eventually get to a place where we will it'll just be begged for by the fans absolutely to fight each other i think mm-hmm. it already has started because who hasn't thought like oh the, why don't you guys just fight each other It'd be right. great. And, and as then, far as i know it's so brilliant because they haven't really insinuated towards that have they no not at all not, at not all, that right? i've seen yeah but they don't have to no in fact they're probably advised not to they're like just let it come from the people yeah and then initially you guys deny it no come on we're not going to do that blah blah mm-hmm. let the money counter go up and then you guys fight each other and collect and make a killing absolutely fortune. and and the storyline thing because like before they decide to fight something bad's gonna happen absolutely grandma paul's gonna die <laughs> and they're gonna be fighting over an estate mm-hmm. of some sort and that's gonna really fuel the fire but it really is beautiful it really is that make them want it it's that manipulative on a large scale yep you know what i mean it's yeah. like trying to recruit for a cult you yeah know? you never outright ask them if they'd like to join your group you make them think they need you yeah. And I will be paying to watch that fight. I will. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let someone pay I'll, uh, <laughs> and I'll go watch it. And I'm going to make them think they want to pay yeah, yeah. for the fight. We'll use those <laughs> tactics on them. Someone's going to buy it. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to buy it. Someone will buy we'll it. Be able That's to the unfortunate thing is everyone will buy it and everyone will buy into it. And Joe Rogan will talk about it on his podcast. He and will. Dana White will go off and that. And everyone's going to make a huge thing about it and it's just going to fuel it. And then there's going to be vlogs and YouTube videos and galore. And it's just going to skyrocket this whole big thing. And you're Mm -hmm. right. There's going to be some sort of falling out. Yeah. They're each going to make a video about each other. Yep. It's going to be this whole feud and leading up to the fight. And then it's genius. It's And it's like a huge um, plan. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very thought out, very methodical, but I see right through it. I know where it's going. I love it. No, we need to like mark that as like a red band Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. We need we need to have like a running list of Nostradami predictions. Yeah. Predictions where we're like we called that one and this is guaranteed you're right on mm-hmm. track with that. Well, well we talked about more stuff today. More stuff than I thought we would. I know. And actually we didn't even fully finish talking about the whole Alec Baldwin thing. Hopefully more things will come out and yeah. we can, I think this could be a common thread. I would like, you know, it is, it's, this is our backyard. Yeah. You know, this is right up the road. Right in our, this is on our own home turf. This is on home turf. Like this is happening right now. We are on the map, baby. Do you think they'll finish the movie? Yes. You do? Absolutely. Wow. Cause I'm- that's how they are. I'm on the other side. I don't think they will. Now, you know what? They probably won't, honestly. I, I, I know they're, I, they, they're going to really want to, and they're going to be really pissed that they don't get to. If they finish it, they're probably, or they're, the argument they're going to make is we need to finish this for Helena. If that's how you say her name, Helena. Which will be a bullshit argument, but yeah. they'll use it. They'll use it. Now, will Alec Baldwin return to it? Right. I think they will. Like, I think... There's a lot of – I don't want to completely accuse them of this, but I think there's a lot of pretending to care. But I think yeah. with push came to shove, if they could, they would have wrapped her up in a rug, thrown her out back, mm-hmm. and kept – let's go. The, yeah. The, we, got, we got time to kill right here. Mm-hmm. We got money. You know, let's go. I, 
I agree 100%. And the, I mean, Hollywood is very good at sweeping things under the rug. The other thing that I, uh, that I am confused by is why in a rehearsal is he actually pulling the trigger? Yes. That was the whole thing, right? He was rehearsing how he was going to pull the gun out and point and whatever. In my time doing this kind of stuff, we've never rehearsed that way. No. Ever. The moral of the story today has just been the dark side of the industry. Mm-hmm. Of all the industries. Of all the industries and just like how preventable. I'm just baffled that this isn't, that this is happening. Yeah. That this is something that could happen on a movie set. I don't know. I'll In never the understand. year of our Lord 2021. Yeah. In the year when anything can be fucking CGI'd, man. Yes. You can put Mark Hamill's young face oh. on a Luke Skywalker, but you can't put a fucking muzzle flash in post. Yeah. Why are we firing blanks? Why do we even have real actual guns? Like you said, yeah. someone could easily engineer a gun that when you pull the trigger, it's a solid gun. But when you pull the trigger, it has this action to it, to where the, the chamber slides back and all that. I don't all know if I use the right term. But the slider slides back, blow back, and, and maybe a little light goes off in, the, in yeah. the thing at least. Imagine working on a set after this where, like, they're using prop guns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to act. I'd be, like, flinching every take. I'd mm-hmm. be like, ah. No, yeah, I <laughs> agree. Like, ah, wait. <laughs> like, there's going to be a huge probably distrust for a little bit. Yeah. I would feel that way. I'd be like, ah. Uh, I'd be like, yeah, can we not like, (laughs) I, uh, it's crazy. It is crazy. I'm just thinking, you know, thinking about Dune and thinking about like the mass scale, like I'm watching spaceships explode. These spaceships don't exist. Mm -hmm. If I can watch spaceships and space fucking technology and, and it looks like real in front of my very eyes in this year, you know, it wasn't always like this mm-hmm. where we could make whole worlds look so like you could walk outside and they're there. And it's like, dude, you know, if if they can do that, then why can't in some shitty Western movie, mm-hmm. they make some shitty old gun do what guns do? Or how about any sci-fi movie that shoots lasers out of the gun? We don't uh, have laser. fucking actual laser guns shooting lasers out at people. It's all in post. It's all in post. Why are we not doing that for every single gun? I I can't wait to see what comes out, actually. Yeah. There's going to be – it's going to be a rabbit hole, you know, because it does start begging the question, like, well, why were they doing that? Is mm-hmm. that even cheaper? Was it because it was cheaper? You know, is that why they did it? Is it because it was cheaper? And then that's another corner cutting, Mm -hmm. you know, or did they just think it was cheaper because they're old Hollywood? They're fucking don't trust the new technology because they're dumb and they just want to like whatever, still shoot guns on a set. Yeah. It's like, no, we don't do it anymore like that for a reason. Mm -hmm. You kill people. Hey, did you know anyone who was there that day? I didn't. I knew. I I knew. This is the thing. This is the thing about New Mexico, Phil. And you know, you want to make a comment, but Mm. like, how many people from our local and like our film class peers just were just like, I was there, you know? And they're just like, here's a picture of me 
on the set and it's like them with a selfie peace sign <laughs> you know kind of like that those same gestures we were talking about with like the homelessness and yeah like right giving money to the homeless and they're just like yeah like i really need to capitalize off the death of somebody right now for some likes mm-hmm. it's disgusting yeah <laughs> it's unfortunate man it's unfortunate but uh, yeah. that's the other thing is like how 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 touchy is this? How touchy you know what is I mean? this? Are we gonna get? We shouldn't. Are we gonna get in trouble for talking about anything we did? Right. About? Like they're gonna say we're spreading misinformation. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's no. This is this should be. If anything, if anyone should talk about it, it's us. Yeah. I mean, we're not. I mean, we are talking about the details as we know it, but the broader picture is that we're saying like, why is this happening? This is fucked exactly. up. This needs to change. Any the even the, the better narrative is like the IATSE strike, mm-hmm. then you know that leads into this. Yeah, you know the fact that it was that this is a problem that almost like that's pretty bad when you can get everyone together and they're just like, yeah, we're gonna strike. Mm-hmm. And the point that I did forget to make that I'm remembering now is without the crew, there's no film. Right. Exactly. There's no film without the crew. If the whole crew leaves, mm-hmm. they don't make a movie. It doesn't matter how good your script are. It doesn't matter if you're Alec Baldwin. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're fucking James Franco. If you don't have an electric to set those lights up and the grips to grippity grip grip, <laughs> you know, and the boomer to boom boom. Exactly. Fucking no movie. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, no movie. I don't care how good of a DP you are. Mm-hmm. You can't man the whole camera crew yourself. No way. The fuck? You can't push a camera on a dolly and pull focus and make sure the audio is coming through and monitor the framing of it. And the, I mean, what? Nada. There's no movie. Treat your, it's, I mean, it's any business. Treat your employees better. And, and treat them for what they are. Yeah. Which is the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. they're the whole thing. I don't give a fuck how genius you are. Yeah. How brilliant you are. The most brilliant person in the world can't make it on his own. Can't make Mm-mm. it the movie alone. No. That's the whole point of the film industry. And, like, I was naive. Like, there was a part of me that did over glorify the top of the line uh, uh, people. You yeah. know, the above the line you know, you glorify the above the line mm-hmm. and the Tarantino and the Scorsese. And it's like, you get this thing in your head that like, they're literally doing everything. Like you just start thinking like, it's, it's just all them. And it's like, that's a pretty touchy subject or debate. It's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. But it's like, if a script, I don't give a fuck if it's William Shakespeare you know, that they need a set dress. They need, a, even like back and then, you know, they need people making the set. Oh, yeah. And the costumes and the fucking lights and the whole thing. And without that. Right. Then it doesn't matter if you got fucking Macbeth. Right. Yeah. If there's not going to be people to there's, do the stuff. There's no one to help you bring it to life. Yeah. Then it's just words that sit on your fucking computer. Words on your computer. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't care if you're the most brilliant man alive. Mm-hmm. Go write novels. Yeah, right. You know, that's the biggest awakening I've had in regards to like entertainment is like 
the people who get the respect, who get the glory, they they deserve a lot of it. But yeah. they need not to be held above everyone, like as if without them it was impossible. Yeah. It's true without them making it, it's not possible, but them alone, they can't do it. Yeah. There's a lot of great ideas that people are credited for that was actually just a brief mention from somebody else. Right. An actor even. It's always that way, right? Mm -hmm. It's always your favorite, the most famous scene in any movie. And it's like, oh, he almost didn't do that. Right. Until like some guy on set like broke his arm. And then that's when Stanley Kubrick was like, oh my God, throw the bone in the air and then transition to the spaceship on 2001, a space odyssey. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) We don't claim to be historically accurate. No, never. We also don't claim to know much, but we do know quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny when I was explaining the whole like the IOTSI strike to like my girlfriend and stuff. And I was like, wait, I know a little more than I thought I knew. <laughs> yes. <things."> you know, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I actually, I know a thing or two. Yeah. We claim to, to be the anti, but you know, to, to, to when you love something, you make it your business to know a lot about it. Mm hmm. And that's where it comes from. It comes from love. Exactly. That's where my fascinations always lie. That's why I've always sat on the internet growing up and and looked at what's in production mm-hmm. and how it's going and set photo of, you know. I remember the first photos that came out of fucking Robert Downey as Tony Stark. Really? Wow. I remember being on IMDb like fucking – you know, looking at it and just being like, okay, it's like, oh, just release, like first picture of, you know, and it was just him like on set. Yeah. You know, th- those are the things that always fascinated me. Yeah. I like going to an actor's profile on IMDb and you go to the, what they've starred in. And then there's a little menu at the top that says upcoming. And I love to go to that and just see like, love it. Ooh, what, you know, that's Isn't how I found out that um, finally a duo that I've been saying for years should come together. Ryan Reynolds and John Krasinski are doing a movie together. Ooh. And for years I've been saying they should do a movie together. Ooh. That's a duo I didn't know I needed. Yeah. I knew. You knew. I got my, I got my uh, finger on the pulse of this stuff. Well, thanks for joining us, joining us guys post-Halloween. Yeah. And uh, very still Halloween themed, I guess. A lot of dark shit we talked about. but Yeah. There's a lot of dark stuff happening. Who we we got a list of guests now. We you know we'll have some lighthearted. Yeah, we've got some guests coming on this show that I think everyone will enjoy hearing from. But okay, Red Bandits, Red Bandits, thank you. We appreciate you. We sure do. Thank we you for staying you. staying on this ride with us as we always just hook off onto different things for a while. But we find our way back home. We'll always get there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. We have some ADHD brain going on over here, but it's fine. That's what keeps it. We like to keep you on your toes. Keep you on your toes. So thanks for staying on your toes with us, and uh, we'll see you next week. We'll probably have a guest next week, if not sometime soon. Very yeah. soon. We're gonna have we have a lineup. So if you'd like to be on the Red Band Podcast, yes, submit your audition tape and resume with a headshot. Yeah, just kidding. You can just let us know, and we'll be like, yeah, come on. Or you know, it's like, hey. You want to be on the podcast. What are you going to do for us? You know? Yeah. Like, you, for example, 
if you own a restaurant, there you go. Hook us up with some free food. Yeah, like cater the podcast. Free food. You know, you work at a Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Give us some free stuff. We should have gotten Justin to give us Olive Garden. That's last true. Week. Yeah. What the fuck. So, yeah, we definitely yeah. need to capitalize on this. So if you're going to come on here, it ain't going to be for nothing. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We love you. We'll have you no yeah. matter who you are. Just, well, bring your, just bring yourself and bring your 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 wildest thoughts and yes. share them, and we're, we're happy to have you. Absolutely. We will see you guys in the next one. Be sure to like and subscribe. Share this podcast. Um, tell your friends about it. Tell your family about it. Follow us on Instagram if you're not already. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.